Focus that camera. That it's muted. Which one? It, it was unfocused. Now. They said it can't hear. It can hear. We in this piece. <laughs> My pop, man. Only motherfucker I'm scared of on the planet, man. <laughs> I can't believe I got pops in here. We got a show together. Hopefully he can come every week, huh? Every Thursday, Dad? That would be dope. <laughs> Are you trying to make me commit to something that's not going to be fair to Mar? <laughs> I mean, shoot, man, Mar going to be all right. Yeah, they're chilling. My nephew in the back chilling. He, you know, what's going on, Mar? I love you. Pops, I want to talk about something that uh, I did a video yesterday. It's a song out called Munch, right? Yeah. And Munch is a song where a young lady is basically... Uh, uh, kind of uh, talking down on a man that she just calls through every once in a while to eat her pussy. She don't let him have sex with her or nothing. She just call him through to eat her pussy and they call that a munch, you know, almost like a head doctor. You know what I mean? I don't see, I, I, I don't understand this new generation. Pops, I don't see, how could you, a woman look down on a man that's giving her oral sex? I feel like every man, wanna, you know, if he, that, that's a respectable thing to do if it's a woman you like, right? Yeah, but you gotta understand one thing: everybody ain't hip to going down. Right, right. Everybody can't go down. You know, just because you go down don't mean you know what you're doing. Right, 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 oh, right. You don't do it right, you gonna get your face kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> they kicking faces. They kicking faces in. <laughs> I do it wrong and see what happens. <laughs> That's all I say. You know what I mean? How long did it take you to figure it out? Well, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> all of it ain't good. Yeah, no, all of it ain't good. It's, yeah, how you know? It might look good, but it might not taste great. Daisy, how could you teach young men to know know if a woman's hygiene is together? You know, if he should be even participating in that type of activity, are there signs he should be looking for before he goes down there and, and goes to work? Well, if, if if he if if he can smell it without taking anything off, then that's a <laughs> first right. time. Yeah. If you if, go to the bathroom right after she does yeah. and it stank, oh wow, bathroom, oh, wow. that wow. should be a fucking sign. Yeah, but if you smell it before she turned the corner, you know damn well for it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta smell that shit. You know, hey. open your nose up. You know what I mean? You ever backed out of some pussy because it wasn't smelling good, yeah, pop? Sometimes there's things that you discuss, and there's some things that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she might be watching. <laughs> Whoever it is, it ain't none of your mother. <laughs> Why? She, she might try to give me some pussy. I, I want to know to stay away from her. Well, I can tell you, go for it. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I ain't obligated to no woman. I hear you, oh, Pop. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, look, one thing that I always remember growing up is you always talked about the military, playing baseball in the military. You also told me how at one point in your life when you was out there on the gangster shit, it, you got lucky. It came down to either you going to jail or going to the military. Talk about that point in your life and what made you choose the military. Well, back in my, at that particular time, you know, uh, you know, young blacks like me, you know, we only doing certain things if we didn't want to go to school, you know what I mean? You know, you went to high school and all them years in school and everything, so, you know, you slang drugs, and I got caught, and they gave me an option, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. We gonna come back and get you, or you can go into the military. Wow, wow. Talk about how tough of a, was that a tough adjustment once you first got to boot camp and all that stuff, like just going from being a, you know, just a, a street nigga to now you're a disciplined military man. How did they break you and get you focused and, you know, get you to where you was a, you know, you, you, you were a good soldier? Well, in order to be a good soldier, you have to go in there with purpose. If you're going in there with a reason to accomplish something, then it's going to be easy. Right. But if you fight it like a lot of them do, you get kicked out and don't get shit in the end. So a lot of niggas was dropping out early. Yeah, because they couldn't take it. Wow. Like me, it didn't bother me because I was running and, and from police and everything. So shit, you know, that was natural. You already came in knowing how to. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just needed a little discipline to know which way to go in life. Yeah. You know what, I mean? what branch were you in? Well, I was in the Army, but I worked for all of them. Okay, shout out to the Army. I was in the Air Force. So shout yeah, out. Well, you guys were, you guys were just uh, there because we let you be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I got, I got, I got trained for Army much. Rangers, though. And so, you well, know, I mean, the Army cool. and the Air Force is considered one unit. 
Right. Okay, just like the Navy and Marines are one unit. Right. Okay, you don't go on a boat unless you see a Marine. That's right. You don't go to an Air Force base unless you see the Army. There you go. Okay, so, you know, it's, I work with all of them. Sure did. We're going to get to that part of your life, too, man, because, you know, that's the part that I remember most when you was running Seal Beach Dock and all that stuff and in charge of all them weapons. So, look, you get into the military, right, Smitty? Did it surprise you, the racism you experienced? you remember the first racist situation you experienced as a soldier where you were like, God damn, this is crazy? No, because uh, I dealt with racism as a kid growing up. So going into the military, you prepare yourself to deal with certain types of people because you know you come into contact with people from the south, the north, the east, the west, and the islands. Right. So if it's a person, you know you adjust yourself to deal with them, okay? Right. You could be your friend or you could be your enemy. Right. So you want to be your friend, so you got to be nice. The only stupid person is thinking he can do everything by himself. Right, right. Okay, so going to the military, you got to meet new people, whether they're white, black, blue, or whatever. Right. You join a, you join a, you have a relationship because you got to count on them when, when the time is necessary, you know, so. Okay, so you and Ty could probably answer this question better than anybody I know, but I'm going to pose it to you and Ty could jump in too, right? So was there a difference between how you were treated by people in Germany as opposed to America? Or do you think it was like the same, pretty much the same shit? Because you went to Germany and played pro baseball while you were in the military and you were there for a while. Well, certain things when you get to Europe, you have to expect, okay? Because a lot of them people, their minds have been indoctrinated on how blacks are, whites are, and Mexicans and, and the whites from the South, okay? We all ain't the same, okay? So my experience over there is when I was in Frankfurt, there was about 10 of us going out to party, and we happened to go into Old Town, uh, Germany, and people started looking at us like we were crazy because we were black. Right. And kids were coming up to ask us, when are your tail going to come out? <laughs> wow. You know, it really shocked me, you know, but then that's the myth that they grew up with and they were taught, you know. They thought black people had tails. Yeah, after when it gets dark, you know, black people got tails come out. That's crazy. Wow. So they thought that when it got dark, black people's tails came out. That's wow. That's incredible. You, what's the most uh, racist shit? You, did you experience any racism in the military, Todd? Man, you know, the racism I faced in the military and the Air Force, it was like, you know, they talk about systematic racism. You really seen it, you know, there, and you like seen what the system was. You can't, you even if they say you did something and you didn't do it, you can't even say I didn't do it. Right. You know, there's a whole protocol in place. Like, if the charges come up on you, that's the charge, and you got it. So, you know, right. you because you meeting like he said, you meeting all kind of different people. You be, meeting the real white boys from Kansas. Or whatever, mm. you know, the, the, the real Virginia, you, yeah, Washington. You know what I'm saying? And they think how they yeah, think, feel how they feel. Yeah. Kentucky, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All them places, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, all them some crazy motherfucking white folks. Exactly. Yeah. See, you know, a lot of them ain't never dealt with no blacks until they went into service. Right, you know? right, right. You don't know how to deal with, with people if you're only dealing with just your own race. Right, right. You know what I mean? So let's right. uh. say, you know, when you're in the service, you got to become one unit no matter who the fuck you are, okay? Right. Somebody's got to have your back. What's your favorite gun, Pops, to shoot? The one between my legs. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You're like shooting a meat pistol, huh? (laughs) What's first? How old was you the first time you had sex with a woman? Look, man, you you know this. I was fifteen. I was a lot younger than you. Okay. And I'm gonna leave it like that. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's right. I grew up at a time when sex was the thing. Okay. Right, right, right. And everybody right. was experimenting. They didn't care how old you were. Right, right, right. You wasn't you y'all wasn't using condoms like that either. Huh? What was condoms? <laughs> <laughs> Never had time to put that on, man. Shit, back in my day, you better get it and quit it. Shit. <laughs> you ever have a woman try to put a baby on you that wasn't yours? Like try to act like it was your baby? Yeah. 
How'd you, how'd you find out? Well, you know, women always talk, you know what I mean? So somebody going to say something and get back to you. Lucky I had five sisters, so they told me everything that was going on. So Yeah. I didn't have no problem with that. Would you advise a young man growing up now to trust a woman? What age are you talking about? Say 25. He looking for a wife. He looking to get married. You know, what, you know how would you advise him on how to pick his, his woman? Well... It depends on what he's looking for. I mean, if he's looking for a woman that, you know, wants to make money, he wants a woman to stay home, or he wants somebody to beat up, he wants somebody to disrespect her. <laughs> 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 what you talking about, man? I mean, it's br- but let's talk about that domestic violence shit because it's women out there that like to fight, that like being in physical altercations with their men. Yeah, well, them the kind of women you got to keep on passing down the road. Right. Yeah. You wind up in jail or dead either one of the two, and I don't want none of them. Right, right. Yeah, if we can't play right, then we ain't going to play bad. What's a mud duck? A mud duck is somebody that's uglier than a motherfucking duck and looks like shit. Man. Uh, uh, mud duck is somebody who thinks they're better than everybody else, okay? Right, right. So, you know, them kind of women, kind of women you stay away from. Right. Because they ain't shit. <laughs> you need to bring that back. Bring back mud duck. Bring back mud duck, man. I done had a few mud ducks, man. <laughs> well, you woke up after drinking too much the night before. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how does a man get a woman to do what do what he says? Well, look, I mean, a woman is just as equal as a man. Right. Okay? You know, if she helping pay the bills, and you got to respect her as a person. Right. And all the rest of that shit gonna come natural. Right. Can't make nobody like you. You know. Right. Niggas don't understand one thing. They do not choose a woman. Right. The woman chooses you. Right. She's the one that lets you into her world. You ain't no macaroni, Tony, and none of that kind of shit. Right. Macaroni, Tony. Macaroni, Tony. Ain't no macaroni, Tony. They say, how do you, how do, how do you, how does a woman supposed to know when to follow a man? Like, how does she know it's the nigga for her to follow? Look, if you if you if you're a right dude and you do everything like you're supposed to, the woman gonna choose you. You ain't got to choose her. Right. What you when think? When you start acting stupid, that's when you lose it. That's real shit. Okay. If you be yourself at all times, you ain't gotta worry about it. You're gonna attract the right one that's been standing off on the side, been trying to get with you. Right. Right. Okay. That's how it worked, Daisy. Um. Yeah. I feel like um. It's. It's. It comes natural when when they have when you see potential in them. They don't even have to have their shit all the way together. I feel right. like when they have potential, they have that drive. Um, I feel like a natural uh, woman naturally just becomes vulnerable with them and 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 knows that's the right person. It doesn't need to take that long to to notice that. Right, right. right. It really right. doesn't. Like you don't have to be doing all these things. I feel like it's harder to try to get a man that's already at that point. You know, I think it's good to start up with when they're, you know, when they're not all the way there. Todd, how, how, when did you know it was time to submit to your woman? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Soon said, Hello, I was done. I was <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer, bro. Immediately, I knew. I knew it was over for my. <laughs> Hey, right. Once you submit and, it's, and you like it, you know what I mean? Say, hey, the only reason why you get married because you don't want nobody else to have that pussy because that motherfucking good, okay? So right. you submit 100 motherfucking percent. I don't care who you are. You get on all four and bark like a dog if she asks you to. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Facts. There's this inmate in the Georgia prison system. Uh, what is his name? His name is uh, Arthur Cofield. Arthur Cofield probably pulled out the pulled off one of the greatest uh, scams in the history of scams. Basically, he's an inmate that's doing 14 years in prison for armed robbery. He was able to get a cell phone, several cell phones in his cell, and he was able to launder 14 million dollars out of billionaire. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, uh, his last name is Kimmel. CEO of uh, 
Kimmel is the chairman and CEO of Sydney Kimmel Entertainment out of Los Angeles. So basically, he was able to hack into this billionaire's Charles Schwab account from a prison in Georgia and steal $14 million. And they've, and they've also uh, traced him to other billionaires that he stole millions of dollars away, uh, away from as well. While he was in his prison cell, he stole this money. He bought a $4 million mansion on the outside. He did all this shit from his prison cell. And um, the charges are just, people are just being made aware of what he did. Um, he also orchestrated a murder from his cell that he's being charged with as well. So this dude is like an evil genius. You know, um, I don't know if you could if you could outsmart the system from a prison cell with a cell phone. I don't know if you should get extra time. I think people like this should be freed and their brains should be studied. How was he able to devise a scheme that I won't say brilliant, but I guess that divisive where he could steal $14 million from a prison cell. Do you think they should give him extra time or do you think that they should, uh, they, they should find a way to, uh, you know, study what he knows and kind of, and, and, and help this dude help other people. Cause it happens with hackers a lot. Like when, when, when hackers steal millions of dollars, a lot of times what the government would do is they'll hire, hire them as internet security so they can figure out what they know and kind of know what they know. You know, I kind of feel like when somebody outsmarts the system, um, I feel like they should get a pass. What you guys think? Well, personally, uh, if he's that gangster and he, he get away with it in prison, you know, he ain't the only one getting some of that pie. Right. Okay. <laughs> You, a lot of things you can do with a cell phone, but, you know, at the end, that money's got to wind up somewhere. Right. Okay, so whoever his partner is, that's the winner. Right. I mean, the guy in jail, yeah, he's a smart motherfucker, but where's he at? He's in fucking jail. Right, right. How smart is that? Right. He's too goddamn smart. Right, right. His ass get caught. Right. I mean, he was smart. He should have did all this shit before he went to prison. Right, right, right. They get to prison and do it, then you want to get this motherfucker rewards. Right, right. Yeah, I locked that motherfucker way up under the jail. Stupid son of a bitch. Now you can fuck the game up for everybody. <laughs> nah. <What? laughs> so, so, so you said throwing money to jail, huh, Pop? Why? He didn't fuck the game up. Ain't nobody getting no money now. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I know. First thing he wants to say, oh, I'm sorry, yo. I didn't mean to do it. You know, well, fuck it. You should have kept your mouth shut and your, and your cell phones in your pocket. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's the way to look at it. What okay. about you, Ty? Ain't no smart prisoners. I mean, he's all them stupid motherfuckers in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he already locked up. So if you got him locked up for, let's say, 25 years, you should probably use some of them years to find out, you know, like you said, what he knows or, or how can we use this to better help our system? Probably gonna have to pay the man. Right. That's crazy. Now you're gonna have to pay. You gotta put pay him, him on the payroll. Right. Yeah, you gotta pay him. You yeah. gotta pay or for he steal your money. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very interesting. I don't know. You know, as long as you don't kill somebody or touch kids or rape a woman, when people start committing white collar crimes, I think a lot of times what happens, especially when they go to prison, you got time to think. When niggas be on the streets, we be wrapped up in this survival shit. A lot of times we don't have shit to sit on our ass and think about what it is we want to do with our life and how we want to do it. So a lot of dudes go to jail. And they and they actually become a little bit more focused. You know what I mean? The rare cases. Yeah, they get focused while they're in there. And as soon as they get out, they ain't focused no more. Right, right, right. Okay? right. I mean, the worst thing you can do is you can be a drug dealer and you're trying to get straight. But you keep hanging out in the hood where the shit's going down. Right. How are you going to get better? Right. If you don't move yourself from the situation... You don't keep doing the same shit over and over. Right. That's why we got a lot of black people continue going back and forth to jail, back and forth to bad jail. Right. Because they're not listening. They get back to the hood. They didn't spend all this time, years in jail and rehabilitation shit, and they know they ain't supposed to be there in the hood and drinking and smoking and shit. The first thing they do when they get out, that's where they go. Right. And the police is right there waiting on them. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, it's what you want to do and how you want to do it. Right, right, right. I mean, hey, you know, Either be the problem or help the solution to the problem. Okay, so let's talk about playing ball in the military because some of the greatest stories I hear you talk about is, you know, just playing ball, all the good weed and hash in Germany, the women throwing themselves at all the, the ball players and the soldiers. What was what was different about playing baseball in the military as opposed to just being a regular soldier? Like, what do you feel like that 
you know, what, what do you feel like that did to your experiences as a soldier in the military? Well, first of all, uh, I was respected and didn't know I was being respected. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. So, I mean, it was only a few people knew that I could play ball. So when we uh, left training in, in, uh, in Alabama, you know, we went overseas, he told the people I could play ball, but didn't tell me he was telling them. Right. So they sent me up there to to try out. I really didn't want to go because I only had a few months left to go after all that bullshit I went through. Right. And they sent me up there and they made me go and I just ran and they saw how fast I was and they told me they signed me up the first day. Right. Wow. You know, and gave me the paperwork to send back to my unit, tell them that uh, come up here to V-Spot and play baseball for us and that's all you got to do. So you, you still remember some of the German that you would speak to get the bitches? Beat the bag and smitty. Beat the bag and beat the bag and smitty. Bag and beat. No, I didn't have to speak that kind of language. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? When you're playing ball, you're on TV every Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Hey, wherever you go at, you know somebody's gonna know who you are. Right. So you ain't got to send them to walk in and whoever owns the uh, guest house. You know they. What's the guest? With the, what's the guest house? It's, it's like a restaurant, <coughs> but it's, you know, it's like happy. a big house. Right. But it's like a happy ending restaurant where you can eat and then go. Well, you go eat and drink and, and party a little bit and then you go home. Yeah. How are the women different in Germany? Like, was it, would, like, how was, how was, how were they different than American women? Yeah. Well, in Germany, uh, uh, sex is not being shamed upon, okay? Right. And in America, you know, uh, you can only do it in your home. Right. But in Europe, you know, uh, they got places for you to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're called crazy sexies. They're all over Europe. Like little houses? No, they're like maybe 10 buildings, 10 stories high. Depends on where you at. Right, right. Wow. And the government tells you that's where you go if you want to have sex. Like, you're, uh, like a Starbucks. You just drive around, you see it. Just kind of just well, it depends on where you're at and what you're trying to do with the woman that you're trying to do it with. Oh, wow. It's home apps. Oh. Yeah, I need to open a sex building. <laughs> sex building. Yeah, if you want to I mean, that's what a hotel is. Yeah. But but it was safer for the military because we didn't get no diseases. Right. That's why they told us that's where to go. Oh, because it was, oh. they was all tested. Right. Well, they had to be tested every week. Right, right, right. What a so, clean bitch is that? Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. All of them, all of them wow. clean. Yeah, where are the... Yeah, uh, I know some guys went out there and got some of them street walkers and... Uh-oh. And they lost a lot of money. You ever get any uh, uh, brawls in Germany? Yeah, all the time. Shit. <laughs> that was fun. Shit, get drunk and then want to beat somebody up. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. was beating up on the locals? <laughs> Anybody that was in our way. We didn't give a shit. You know, we was trying to have some fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yep, tired, tired, tired. So uh, talk about that in the military. Y'all was doing a lot of fighting. <laughs> so I was in the um, security forces. That's the military police. So um, if we fought, it was like for a reason and it wasn't fair. We had a, a thing that it's never, ain't no one-on-ones out here. You know what I'm saying? If it go down, everybody's jumping in and we're going to do you filthy. See, because I played ball for the for the Air Force. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, what position did you play? Everyone on the field. Damn. That's awesome. I tried out for the um, basketball team and, and didn't make it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Get, get back to work. Here's your, here's your gun. <laughs> get back on the post. So who's this nigga in his military boots trying to play point guard? I mean, nigga ain't got the right oh. gear on or nothing. Hey, the Air Force has a lot of bad boys playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. Right now, they, they, they have some boys that can that could play, could shoot that, shoot that pill. Yeah, I can shoot a little bit. I come to find out. See, yeah. I tell you, man. Yeah, he got a decent little jumper, man. You know, I was surprised. Like, of course, it's like college, man. You know what yeah. I mean? It was. Because if you ain't blind, flying planes, you're working on them. If you're not, you load them. If not, you get to play. Yep. Right. There was no demands on you, nothing. Whole time I was TDY to the airport. Shit, I, I didn't get up till eleven o'clock. They still <laughs> serving breakfast. Is that right? And the army and marines and the rest of them. If you don't eat by six, you you through for the day until lunchtime. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Why is the air force so soft, Ty? What's going on? It's not. It's not soft. Is is um 
uh, what is it? Work smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? Right. We had the best food. He'll tell you we had the best yeah. food. It was Jeez. like real deal. Food. That was the, the moment I hated the Air Force. <coughs> I was in basic training and I couldn't believe all of the food. It was just like breakfast. You want French toast, pancakes, waffles, grits. Throw it all on the same plate. There you know you what I'm saying? My shit was stacked like uh, Scooby Doo. I'm walking back. <laughs> and one of them, them TIs saw me because they, they used to sit in a, at a table and, and watch the lunchroom and they just fuck with everybody who come up in there. Right. And she seen that and she was like, You're not eating that, you're done. Get up from the table. And I tried to like still get a, a fork full. <laughs> and she put her head in between the fork in my face, like, get up. You can't eat none of that. And I was like, I hate it here. I, I don't like this place no more. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. The Air Force, like I said, uh I went T D Y to him and I had a bow. Hell yeah. I mean, that's the only place I know they let women in the barracks. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. And when you you say or do about it, you know. Oh, so so the, the military and, and the army they don't let women in the barracks. No, not in with the men. I didn't know that. Why? Well, I wonder why is that? Shit, they'll be pregnant by morning, nigga. Army and the Marines, they're going for it. Shit. <laughs> so, the, so the army. So from what I understand, you can tell me if I'm right. Sounds like it. Um, it was like military when you're on the base. Yeah, you was a soldier. Yeah, see, the okay. Air Force was not like no, that. No, no. <laughs> I was, I was jam, jam, jamming all them Air Force wives and shit. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, they they oh, were softies. Yeah. The men were softies. Yeah. I know some, some dudes in the Air Force, and, and they wives did what they want, and their husband knew it. The dudes yeah. would come to their house while their husbands was there. Oh, yeah. no. It's yeah. time to go for that date. Uh, yeah. when, hey, goodbye, baby. Have a good time. Yeah, I'm the kids are sitting right there in the living room. Nah, stupid shit. Could you imagine being in the bed and nigga walk in the room and say, uh, "Can you excuse me uh, while I lay with your wife?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm killing everything. How long you gonna be? That's actually my side of the bed. <laughs> the fuck? You been fucking with them pillows? <laughs> she ain't coming back to my house. I tell you that. Hell no. Stop my memory phone. Hell no. I guarantee you, he won't live through the night. You ever been in an open relationship like that where you you, you let your woman fuck who she want to fuck no, and you fuck you? No, it ain't happening. Why not? You can't handle it? It's not that I can't handle it, but that's mine. I don't share mine with anybody, okay? That's mine. Right. Fuck with mine that you're going to lose your life, bro. Okay. But have you ever got a piece of someone else's? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pop's crazy. Not mine. <laughs> I'll fuck another nigga's wife in a heartbeat and she let me. <laughs> That's his problem. Why she want me, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask her that. <laughs> well, she said, let's do it. I, okay, shit. Yeah. I'm a freak just like you, baby. Shit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. <laughs> I bet they eat you up in Louisiana, Mr. Smitty. What if a nigga offer you a significant amount of money to fuck your bro? This is your girlfriend. He said, man, I'll give you 50 grand to fuck your bro. Hell no. Nah, bro, that ain't, that ain't happening, man. Yeah. Ain't happening at all. <laughs> Go ask that brother over there. Just get, get away I don't need to get shit. paid from a nigga to what fuck his wife. Shit, she gonna give it to me and the money. So what the fuck? I, I need? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they got this thing called cuckolds. You know what that is, pop? No, I ain't never heard of it. A cuckold is normally an older couple, and a <clears throat> man likes to watch other people fuck his wife. So he sit on he sit in a chair in the room while you fuck his wife, just watching. So what about it? So nigga come to you like, man, I want you to fuck my wife, but I want to watch. <coughs> then you either you a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> ain't happening, bro. I don't need a crowd to do what I need. <laughs> 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 it ain't happening. <laughs> 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 all. But this is a broad you just fucking with. It ain't okay. your wife. You want me to go to church? <laughs> <laughs> you need to be up here with a motherfucking man. <laughs> It ain't happening. Hell no, it ain't happening. I'm the same way. I'm a freak for no nigga. I'm a freak (laughs) (laughs) How could you even trust that? I don't know how a motherfucker came up with that shit. That's the weirdest shit ever, but people be doing that shit, man. Yeah, I know people I used to work with, they've done it, okay? Yeah. You know, uh, from what I've heard through them and their experiences, it's it's not fun. Yeah, it can't be. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, and what's a nut, you know? 
Something run down your leg, and next thing you know, you're, you're trying to get another one. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, that's real that's shit. Way. Imagine the, imagine the husband <laughs> is like directing <laughs> the, the guy. Oh, she doesn't like that. Go ahead and uh, right. grab it. It's not fair to the woman. Yeah, see, that's <clears throat> crucial. I don't. I couldn't trust it because I mean, if you getting into it and he there trying to coach, or what if he hit right. you in the head with a frying pan or some shit? You, you know, right. I couldn't trust that. I, I'm sure somebody. <laughs> that's got why tricked. I said it's gonna happen. Stares at you too, like watch him just staring at you, like only you. Right. Oh no, pops. What uh, <laughs> where were you? <laughs> Eye contact. With <laughs> what if it was the camera? He was watching in the other room. Right. <laughs> what if he slapped you on the ass? Uh, <laughs> right now you naked fighting. He did. That's why he's a damn motherfucker. <laughs> I help you kill him. No Talk to the mic, pop. Talk we to ain't fighting no kind of way. He dead. Period, bro. Period. Point <laughs> blank. I ain't no backdoor stopper, hopper, none of that kind of shit. Okay. <laughs> we don't even need to go there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm gonna help you kill him, pop. I don't need no help. <laughs> Do you gonna do it yourself? No backdoor stopper at all. No kind of way. Hell no. If you want to play, that's your thing. Don't bring it to me. Hell no. <laughs> you better not. Return the sender. Pops, where, where were you when uh, Martin Luther King got killed? You remember that? Yeah. I was in school. What, junior high? Uh, Yeah. No, no, I was in high school. Okay. I was in junior high school and Robert Kennedy got killed. Yeah. I was in high school. No, no, Robert Kennedy was in the 70s, uh, late 70s. JFK was in the 60s. No, no, Robert Kennedy. I met Robert Kennedy in 1967. Okay. Okay, and he died not too long after I came back from Detroit. Okay. Okay, and now he was 69 or 70, right in that that area. Where'd you meet Robert Kennedy at? On the campaign he was doing in Detroit. And he came through the neighborhood and... uh, Everybody in the neighborhood was out there, you know, trying to see who he was and and be happy because Kennedy was running. Right. So at that time, the black black folks like Grandma and everybody they loved the Kennedys. Oh yeah, they was like Frank Sinatra. You know, that was a household name. Kennedys. Yeah. You know, what did you, what did it feel like when Martin Luther King died? Did y'all feel like it was over with, or like what did that feel like? Well. My age category, I want to go out and kill a whole bunch of white folks. Right. Okay, because they killed somebody that was trying to bring everybody together. Right. So it wasn't fair to us who was trying to support him and do everything the right way. So I just wanted to go out and eliminate all the racist motherfuckers I could find. Yeah. Okay, that's all. I mean. Yeah, yeah. My heart was broken. Yeah. I could imagine. You know, my mind was open. Right. So. Well, I could, you know, I could imagine. So in our lineage, you know, great grandmother, she's Irish and white, Irish and Indian. Indian. Yes. You know, so talk about how that was having a, a, a being in the house with a grandmother with all these black grandkids and her being white. Was it was it ever any conflict in the streets? Did y'all ever experience any kind of weird stuff from that? Or no, not growing up in Pasadena, right? Because there was a lot of uh, white grandmothers, so. Was no thing. Yeah. Okay. How did grandfather deal with it? Because I mean, that, that he dated a a, 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 a a white and Indian woman at a time where that was dangerous than a motherfucker. You, you, it, it wasn't no thing to Grandpa uh, William. No, because he loved his. He loved my grandmother. Yeah. Okay. And love trumps every motherfucking thing. Straight okay. up. Yeah. So it didn't matter, you know, what anybody thought. Right. As long as you didn't fuck with her, you were safe. <laughs> That's real shit. What was it? Ten of y'all? No, it was ten of my ten of ten of my family, but my grandfather. I think there was a twelve, thirteen of them. Right. One thing about all my aunties and uncles is, you know, they all look different. The first four, you could tell. Everybody else is is a shuffle. Was it ever any drama? People not knowing that Auntie Beth was your sister or Auntie Margaret was your sister? No, no we didn't. You know, going to school in Pasadena, you know. Everybody knew who your brothers and sisters were, right? Because it was a close-knit city, okay? So it didn't matter who you were or who your parents were, you know, because you got love from everybody. Right. Okay, so, no, I had no problems with my sisters. Right, right. My brothers. Well, as far as people, you know, not knowing y'all was related and, you know. You didn't mess with my grandmother. You didn't mess with my grandfather. It was that simple. They weren't the type of people that. You'd want to do anything too, you know what I mean? Right. Hard working people, you know, and they 
raised everybody like we were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But as we got older and got closer to them, it's like I say, you, you don't fuck with my grandmother, grandfather. It's that simple. What year did you get out of the military? 76. 76? And when you got out, you went to Detroit. You didn't come back to Dina. No, I, I was in Dina for about, uh, about two or three months, and my grandparents wanted to go back to Detroit, so I drove them back and stayed back there and worked for, for a few months, and just wasn't for me. You wasn't fucking with it? No, it was too cold. I was already been in Europe all them years, and it was too cold over there, so yeah. why I want to come back here and live in some more damn cold. Right, right, you know, right. shit, no. So I came on back to Cali and been there ever since. Right, right, right. Somebody said, who is this Malcolm X? They said, we called you Malcolm X. They roasting. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably because they're young and don't understand. Right, right, right. You know, everybody, everybody got jokes. Yeah, they do. It's going to be a, when I open the phone lines, but he don't shoot the screen. They're going to be roasting us <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> So y'all see where I get my sense of humor from, man. A lot of you niggas who don't know me and know my lineage, you know, you don't know what I was raised up under, man. I was raised under a solid man. My pops is a solid stand-up brother in every way, from the streets to the workplace. You know, all I remember from my dad growing up, I think I only got three, four whoopings growing up because I was scared of the motherfucker, you know what I mean? But he always set me straight when I was on bullshit. But all I remember is him getting up, Three, four in the morning, every motherfucking day, going to work and providing for his family. Was that something that fulfilled you, Pops? Because I felt like it's a duty you never missed out on. Like, you was always there for us. Well, I mean, you know, uh, when I married your mother, I took on responsibility making sure y'all had a place to stay and food in your belly and clothes and, and to be respected in life. So, you know, my shit didn't mean nothing. It was y'all that counted, so... Right. You know, I did my thing. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I'm coming to my family. I made sure that everything was possible for you guys, you know. Shit. Right. Now that you're old, I can play again. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. back down at that Elks Lodge, huh? Still there. I don't go where a lot of people are. I like to do my shit by myself because can't nobody tell on me but me. Yeah. Yeah, that's real shit. You know what I mean? So, well, I don't need nobody going with me. That's 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 stupid. So, you get out the military, you go back to Detroit. What was your purpose of going when you when you stayed? Like, what what was your initial purpose before you changed your mind and came back? Like, did you want to reconnect with, with your pops or like what what was your main purpose of going back to Detroit? You think? Well, my main purpose was to make sure my grandmother and my grandfather got back there safely, like they were supposed to. Right. Okay. Now, my dad's side of the family, you know. Uh, I didn't really deal with them unless I had to. Right. You know, if you ain't there when I'm young, well, I want to fuck you when I'm old. Right. Okay? I mean, if you love me and my brothers and sisters, you know, you'd have been there, Pops. But you weren't, you know? I mean, so, you know, I, I respected him and loved him as a man, but as a dad, that's something he ain't never been to me. Right. So that's why I told him when I first met him, I can't call you dad because that's something you ain't never been to me. Oh, you checked him off top. Why shouldn't I? Right. Yeah, I, I mean, feel I'm you. young. I'm trying to get into sports. I'm trying to do things. I need a man behind me, but I have my mama. Right. You know, and then when I met my daddy, you know, well, why I want to give him the praise and the props for? Right. He ain't did shit for me. Yeah. But made it hard on me and my brothers and sisters. Made my mama work harder. Did when you confronted Grandpa about that? Did he, what did he have to say? He didn't say shit. I didn't give a shit at what he had to say. Yeah. You got to prove to me that you my daddy and you want to do things for me. Yeah. I ain't got to prove shit to you. Yeah. You got to prove it to me. Right. Show me the love that you told my mama when you was trying to get that pussy. Right. That's real <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's real shit. <laughs> That's real shit. Now, in, in, in our family, you know, the first four, <coughs> my dad, rest in peace, my Uncle Roger, my Auntie Alexis, and my Auntie Pam. Love you, Auntie Pam. Y'all the oldest siblings in the family, so grandmother had other baby fathers and stuff like that. Was it tough being an older sibling? Uh, dealing with some of the, uh, you know, your, your little brothers and sisters' uh, fathers? Like, was that a tough thing to do? Or, um, like, what, what did you learn from that experience? Well, what I learned from that experience that my kids would have to be raised by a stepdaddy. Right. Okay? Straight up. So, I mean, stepdaddies, you know, uh, they have good intentions, but they ain't real men. Right. 
when they start beating on kids that don't belong to them. Right. Okay. See, the problem is, is when you start beating on a kid that ain't yours, then you putting a block in his mind that this is how life's going to be. Right. Okay, so, yeah, I got beat up a lot by my stepfather. Yeah. But that's my thing, like a chicken wing. Right, straight up. Right. Yeah. So uh, I remember one time when I was playing, and you probably ain't going to remember this. You might remember it. I was playing football, and, you know, I wasn't really getting much playing time. I was probably like 10, 11 years old. I wanted more playing time. You came to a practice, and you, on the way home, you was like, you playing like a bitch. Well, you was. <laughs> You said you playing like a bitch, son. Like you gave you gave it to me live in, a, in effect, and that struck a chord in me somehow. Well, it made you a stronger person. Straight up, but I remember after that, I started running the ball different. I started. Yeah, but you keep forgetting, nigga. You just got out the fucking hospital, and you wasn't stepping up to par. Right. I mean, I almost yeah. died. I mean, trying to get you back in shape, and you was trying to be a little low, you know, low key and, and all this sickly shit, nigga. You get to stepping, bro. Yeah, straight up. You know I'm saying you want to play football, get your ass out there. You don't let that boy take your position. And man, you take it fucking back. Don't come crying to me. Let a fire in your boy, man. Little fire, I, man! I never forget that day, man. I was—I forget what kind of car you had. It was a hatchback. Was it a Cordova? What was that car yeah, you had? Yeah, Cordova. Yeah, the T-tops. You was on my head driving home from practice. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing you never let me. Yeah, you never let me give up on shit. Um, okay, cool. So, so you're in Detroit. Um, what, so, what, what, what made you leave Detroit and come back to Cali? What was the thing where you're like, I got to get the fuck up out of here? Well, I was working at this store. And they was having a lot of vigilantes in Detroit at that particular time. And I went to went in the warehouse to bring down the Christmas trees for Christmas, and there was 13 bodies already for the morgue. I left Detroit the next day. Wow. Because it wasn't going to be a statistic. Man. So Niggas was out there just murdering motherfuckers. Yeah, they was murdering pimps and hoes and drug dealers and everything. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And the police couldn't catch them. Man. We're going to open up the phone lines, man. 818-925-0273. Roast with the host podcast. If you want to ask Pops any questions, Todd, me, Daisy, or if you just want to roast anybody in the network, feel free to give a call. Again, 818-925-0273. Roast with the host morning show and podcast. Go ahead, open the phone lines. All right. Oh, damn. <laughs> Immediately. Hold on. Ah. Hold on just a second so you can hear it. She that smoking. Whatever. Call from. She that smoking here. Hey, thank you for calling Roast with the host. Uh, where you calling from and what's your name? Hey, what's up? This is Mike, the MMA guy from L.A. What's up, man? What's going on, Mike? Uh, talk to us. Man, I just want to do a quick little roast. You know what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead, man. Handle your business. Hey, who you want me to start with, man? Whoever, handle your business. It's all love, man. Okay, let me start with your pops. And pops, we only roast people that we love, okay? I hear you. We'll see how much love you got. Uh, <laughs> hey, pops, pops, has anybody ever told you to cornrow your eyebrows? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Is that what your mama did to yours? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, pops. Can you please, Pops, can you please give us a little bit of the backstory about when Craig stole your vehicle? Oh, remember when I stole the Explorer? Yeah, I tried to knock his motherfucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, that, that's funny. Hey, uh, you know what? We got to thank you because Craig has a great work ethic. On, his last po- on, the, on the last podcast, he said that he works harder than a German prostitute in the rich black part of Nigeria. Then he still then he still a, a poor hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man, we <laughs> we appreciate you, man. You one of my favorite callers, man. Keep calling in. Hey, if if all you, you Craig. love and respect, if all you stuff and get it from God, 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 God. Next caller. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, they're gonna be blowing you up, Smitty. You got fans out here, man. They all know about you, the whole world. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, what you, what you got for us, Daisy? Oh, here we go. Call from Half Breed. Half Breed. Half Breed, where you calling from? 
Man, it's, I'm half-breed. Flint, Michigan, man. Flint. Flint, Michigan in the house, man. Talk to us. We're going to open up the forum, man. Imari, have a seat. <laughs> My nephew would have come in. What's up? What do you want? My nephew walked in. Go ahead, man. That's a regular problem, would you say? I was over there in Germany for three years, man. I was uh, just wondering where was your favorite place at in Germany? Well, I, I liked uh, Frankfurt. I liked Dormstadt. I liked Quackenheim. I liked Mainz. These bodies. Did you ever get to go to Birch's Garden? Yeah, I've been through there. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I was stationed in Ansbach. Okay, I was stationed in Wiesbaden, Mainz, and uh, Wackenheim, and Wildflicken. Yep, yep. Hell with, yeah. With respect to you, man. I really appreciate you being on here, man, giving us these stories. Oh, uh, ain't nothing but chicken wing, bro. You know, you got to nibble and, and suck on something to keep your mind straight. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, what just happened? <laughs> hey, Paul, hey, uh, yeah. Hey, we, we appreciate you. We're gonna open up the floor. You want to roast and have at it. Oh man, Craig looks like a recovering leukemia patient right now. <laughs> you talking hey, about? Hey, Tell hey, me, Craig, you, you was a war baby? Nah. <laughs> hey, is Otto there? Nah, <laughs> nah, he ain't here. Hey, hey, in winter, Otto be blowing other people's hands to warm them up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question for you. What do you know about a war baby? Hey, I, hey! I was over there. I, I I ran into a few of them. Okay, so you a war baby yourself, huh? No, no. I was born and raised in Flint, but uh. Okay, let's keep nah, it straight. Hey, we're gonna take the next caller, man. I appreciate you, bro. If all you sell, get it from God. God, God, God. Next caller. Don't drink the water. <laughs> he said, "Don't drink the water." He from Flint. Yeah, Flint, they, they drinking that uh, carburetor water out there. <laughs> no. yeah, they, they fucking them niggas over in Flint, man. It's, it's, it ain't good. So what's a war baby, Dad? Just a, a baby you would have had. If, I, if say, I was a, my mother was a German lady in Germany, I would have been a war baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I ain't that. Don ain't no uh, German woman at all. There's a whole lot of them over there. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, brothers having it their way over there, you know. But see, those war babies, they're taken care of. Really? Why is that? Because they're, they're, they're a product of, of, of somebody from the American government. So they get dual citizenship off top? Yes. Oh, wow. Todd, you ain't got no war babies out there? No. Uh -huh. And they get paid. <laughs> Todd, like me, you know my wife watching this shit, nigga. <laughs> if I had really had one, would I say it on the air, you stupid motherfucker? <laughs> okay, I got a whole family, nigga. <laughs> you talking about what? <laughs> I know some brothers Ball like that, man. Got yeah. a whole bunch of kids. Hey, thank you for calling Craig Facts. What's your name and where you calling from? <laughs> Ball here, what's going on? Call ninety seven oh four. How y'all doing today? What's going on, Ballhead? Talk to us, man. The floor is open, man. Hey, you ain't had no choice but to be a man. So you'd have ended up in a, in a trash can like the um like but out the on the uh, TV show, cuz. Oh yeah, you pops ain't no happening. I'd have fucked yeah, up every step of the way. <laughs> Straight up, I can I can dig that because that's what that's what that's what's lacking. We about the same age. All the kids underneath us, our parents didn't. They parents didn't give us that. They didn't give them that. You're right. We the last, we the last ones that got that. That, that our parents kept it real because they were the first ones out the project. Right. They were the right. first generation out the project to do something with themselves. So the yeah. ones underneath us. They lacking all this. Just, yeah, just, just the honest, the honest conversation that your daddy willing to have. You can see y'all sitting right there, a man with his father. So you're not seeing a father and a little boy. You're seeing a man that's a, that's okay with being a man because his father raised a man, being with a man. That, that's that's dope. That's dope and that's missing, cause hey man, y'all keep it up. You Love and respect. Love and respect. Hey man, we gonna open the forum, man. Hey, thank you for calling. God, God, God. <laughs> Next caller. Yeah, man, I. I didn't realize how good I had it with my pops till I got older, man. Some of these motherfuckers, some of these niggas ain't had pops, man. You can tell by the way they act. Call from Lotus. Hey, Lotus, where you calling from, buddy? I'm down here in Atlanta. You know I'll be out there on the 21st. Just got my tickets today. Oh, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Appreciate the support, man. We're going to open up the forum. I got the legendary uh, Smitty in here from Detroit City, man. Is there anything you want to ask or, you know, any questions you got? 
Yeah, man. I've been I've been looking forward to speaking to Smitty Smith. You remember that time, man? This probably had to be over like twenty years ago. Um, I was talking to you and you was like, um, you was just telling me the little story. You told me you was mad at your mad at your old lady because um you had walked in and um and you caught Craig. She had he had on a he had on a pair of her heels and, and some of her makeup. Oh, he roasted. Man, you ain't one of the undercover brothers, are you, man? You ain't gonna let you, you talk to my son like talking about my son like that, man. <laughs> you know, you, you, listen, I'm just this is it came straight from the from 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 you. Well, quit so, starting yeah. and saying, motherfucker. I'm trying to get up. So no, take your time, no, motherfucker. So you're too excited. You know, so you're look, talking to a real G. <laughs> so look, though. Smith, so, so look, you probably don't remember. You was like, yeah, I caught Craig. I was about to get on his ass. And, and, and his mom was like, his mom was like, no, Smith, please don't beat his ass. Don't get on his ass. He's only 17. You remember that? <laughs> nah, you don't remember that because you're still dreaming about it. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate I, the call. My hey. son ain't never coming to no motherfucking dress no. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. If all you said was beautiful, God. I whooped his ass to the down. <laughs> God, God, God. Hilarious. That's funny to the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, they going to roast pops, so they don't mean what oh, they I'm, said. I know that. I mean, hey. You know. I'm talk shit like they talk shit, okay? Call <laughs> from. Tone. What's going on, Tone? Where you calling from, buddy? Hey, I called you the other day from West Philly. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Talk to us, man. The forum is open, man. I got Pops How here. Good, I man. I see, Pop, I see Pops and everything. I just want to say the other day I was a little, you know, beyond, beyond myself because there was some other stuff going on. I think I went a little bit too strong. And um, I never answered your question. What question was? Out of your pops, you know, I lost my pops in 2012. All right, sorry to hear that, bro. We connected when I was 21, and we was best friends after that. But and I want to say hi to the rest of your panel too. Man, I appreciate you. Love and respect, man. You know, it's always dope when good brothers call in, man. We're going to open up the forum if you want to roast or, you know, have you know, at I'm it. I ain't good at roasting. <laughs> I ain't good at roasting, man. But I, I just appreciate, you know, all the things you do. You know, you link me to Big Job, uh, Wayne, uh, and a bunch of y'all out there in California doing y'all little skits and stuff. I love that. I love that. Man, we appreciate it. I ain't really have much to say, man. I just wanted to, you know, let you know I'm supporting you. All right. Man. Well, well, just send me one of them Philly steaks, man. I'll be happy myself. <laughs> okay. Well, extra corner, onions. Man. Extra onions and corner. cheese. We appreciate you, man. If all you something, get it from God. God, God, God. Next caller. Call from? Eddie. 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 <laughs> What's going on, Eddie? Talk to us, man. You know. Uh, how you been, brother? You had any questions for Pops? Man, man, I just wanted to ask him who will win in the fight between him and Ice T over the last ponytail. <laughs> First of all, Ice T has to respect his elders. He's just a boy to me. Ain't it, man? <laughs> I'm now, I just, I, I just, I just had to call in, man. I like you and your daddy's chemistry. I lost my daddy like maybe three, four years ago. So just to see you and Smitty on there kicking shit, man, that shit just a. I don't know. That just it made me feel a certain way. Cause like I said, I can't call my dad. I can't talk to him. Just so anytime I see another black man with an active father, cause my father wasn't there in the beginning, but he did kind of come around in the ending of his life. But just to see y'all camaraderie, just to see another black man with a father, I just had to call in and just say that's beautiful. That's love, bro. I appreciate that, man. Much respect, man. For real, that's spill, right. man. Thank you, brother. For all your something, get it from God. God, God, God. Hey, oh, next call. It's Jamerson Ballard. Jamerson, where you calling from? Man, Oklahoma City. Yeah, what's happening, man? What's going on, Jamerson? I'm going to open the Look, floor. Man, I'm, I'm gonna say, Go ahead, buddy. A couple things, right? Look, man, y'all niggas got me working too motherfucking hard to get on this punk-ass show, man. Man, y'all niggas get too popular about this motherfucker, man. Regular-ass niggas. Sarah, I love you, man, but you sound like your titties is bigger than your stomach. I love it. Who, who, who you right. said sound like that? Huh? What you say, honey? He I, says, I heard my name. 
Sarah. What? I said, Sarah, you sound like your titties is bigger than your stomach. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> your dad just got off of them, man. <laughs> yeah, that tastes just like grape Kool-Aid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I right, John? Am I right? Is her titties tied up with her stomach or what? <laughs> she can slap you with one and beat your ass with the other. That's hard. Better watch out, bro. You fuck right. with the wrong lady, man. She got enough titties for me, you, and the motherfucking military. Yeah. <laughs> I approve that message. I, I think you better go in the bathroom and grab some paper and wipe it off. <laughs> Hey, and, and, I, and I love a bitch with no ass for some reason. I don't know. I'm probably the only nigga in the world that loves a bitch with no ass. Because there ain't no competition for the motherfucker. The ass ain't what you're trying to get, motherfucker. No. Yeah, exactly. No. That's just something I to hold on to. I really don't want no big booty ass son to be honest. <laughs> well, if you want a big booty boy, you better go to jail, man. Because they got plenty of money, plenty of men that waiting on a nigga like you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Only thing you run in your mouth, Sorry. and when you get to the jailhouse, they're gonna stuff that motherfucker with a big fat juicy one for you. Fuck around, you ain't gotta go to jail. Keep running and talking that shit. I'll go over there and put it in your ass, my damn self. I, I keep playing like a bitch and I'm gonna treat you like that. Quit, quit playing pussy now, you're gonna get fucked. Have all yourself get it from God. God, God, God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, man. 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 They're trying to get old, okay? They ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that shit funny. It's a bar funny. Oh, my God. What, what you got for us today, Ty? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man, um, so Draymond Green, right? Draymond Green, we all know that he punched Jordan Poole and all of that. Fucked his ass up. Fucked him up. He socked him like he didn't know him. You know what I'm saying? Like he right. came to jump. Say, what's your name? Jordan Poole, you punk mother. <laughs> Like, y'all went to go jump somebody for doing something, and then, you know, motherfucker backed out at the last minute. Right. But it turns out it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. The, the whole situation. There was an argument a day before with Jordan Poole where, his, where he was saying, oh, Draymond, you're going to end up. Oh, we got to. Draymond Green, you're going to end up what? In Sacramento. Oh, wow. Yeah, they threw that trade shit out Call there. Yeah. And that's what pissed him off. And that youngster should have kept his mouth shut. Hey, out. thank you for calling Craig Fax. Where you calling Not from? That motherfucker got completely out. <laughs> Austin. Austin, Tech. What's your name? I didn't hear your name, buddy. Joe from Boston. Joe, what's going on, Joe? Talk to us. I got a question for you, Joe. Uh, how do you feel about this Georgia inmate swindling $14 million from a jail cell? Do you think he should get more prison time, or do you think they should release him and hire him to do some type of cybersecurity for, for, for the banks? Yo, listen, somebody... Now, nah, you got to release somebody like that. And they actually need to hire him so they can figure out how he did it. Right. He needs to sell them that information. Right. That's a commodity that he has right there. He could just sit there. If he got a couple more years to do or whatever, he's like, listen, I ain't going to tell y'all nothing. I'm going to do my time and go home. But for them to try to give him time, that's when he say, listen, I'm going to sell y'all this information, but it's going to come with my freedom and some paper. And I ain't going to pay taxes for maybe five or ten years. Right. He still ain't going to be fucking free, okay? You actually think the goddamn government going to let him go? The government ain't going to let him go, period. They're going to set that motherfucker up so he could be real nice where they can put their hand on him anytime they want him. If he step out of that realm, his ass is gone. Right, right. Okay? Right, right. They're not playing with him. He got the 14 million. How much did the government get? Huh? Yo, shout out to your pops, man. Thanks for his <laughs> service, man. I appreciate that. I don't know why these people try to call in, try to mess with that man, knowing that he know more than every. You know what I'm saying? He don't <laughs> forgot more than everybody know. So go. shout out to him. Thank and, you. Uh, Craig, I like what you're doing over there, man. I didn't get to tell you last time, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding, bro. I respect that, man. Much love and respect. And when I come to Boston, man, make sure you come fuck with me, man. 
And if I owe oh, you something, get it from God. God, God, God. <laughs> he did not want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so basically, old, old boy overstepped his boundaries. He started talking about trade talk, right? He started talking about trade talk because they were doing that free throw competition and Draymond was missing the free throws. The same free throw competition that Steph Curry gave Jordan Poole an award for right. after he's been punched. Right. So when he said that, Draymond threw a basketball and hit a kid of the trainers, of one of the trainers. Right. That was the day before. So all of this is looking like Draymond is not going to be on the Golden State Warriors for much longer. Wow. He ain't going nowhere. You think he's going to say? He Call got, from. He got four rings. Hey, thank you for calling Craig Fact. I mean, okay. Roast with the Host podcast. <laughs> What's your name and where you calling from? Oh, but, uh, my name is Ace, and I'm calling from Pasadena. How you doing? What's going on, Ace? <laughs> no, no Talk hey, to up, us. Y'all? All right, look, I got a question. Right up, cuz. <laughs> I got a question, man. This inmate who was able to steal fourteen billion dollars from a Charles Schwab account—I mean, fourteen million dollars from a Charles Schwab account—should <laughs> this dude get more time, or should they release him and 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 use him to do cybersecurity? What you think? Hey, in a perfect world, they'd release him and put him to work, but you know that ain't happening. Now they're gonna probably so, give him some uh, some more time. Some but I will tell you one thing. You know what's funny is I had I have a homeboy till this day who was uh well he was a social engineer, but they used to call him hackers yeah. back in the day. He got popped for doing some credit card yeah, fraud back in the day, and yeah. the cop that arrested him retired two years later and became a PI and hired him. Take over time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He hired him to like find people and shit. So, yeah, that's crazy. True story. But I, I wanted to ask your pop something, man. Uh, I know he's from originally from Detroit. And um, I wanted to ask him what year did he move to Cali and how old was he? I'm just kind of curious because uh, it's just like he reminds me of my pops. I, we uh, moved to Cali in 1955 of uh, February. Oh, okay, okay. And, I was and how old were you? How old were you back then? Nineteen fifty-five. You probably was young. I was just born. Yeah, you oh, just yeah. Okay, damn, okay. damn. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. My family migrated out here, but my black side, my mom's side, came out here during World War Two. But my father been here. He a Mexican. Okay. So they like feel they like fourth generation in Dean. Matter of fact, they was probably one of the first Mexican families in uh in the northwest side of Pasadena. So you ever What's heard of the Chavez's? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Larry, Jerry, uh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Oh, Larry's my father. That's my father. Yeah, yeah, that's my father. Yeah, you know, if you want to understand something, you don't really realize you're my cousin. What? Jerry's married to my cousin. <laughs> Yes. Oh man, we just hey Craig, man. I look, I'm gonna come down to the studio one of these days. Man. That's crazy. We were lady. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, man. Dina, like, hey, I ain't got no smoke for none of the panel. I love all y'all. Todd is my brother. Zule is fine. Ooh, oh, oh, but uh, yeah, y'all do what y'all do. God, I'm gonna call back. I'm gonna call back in a minute, y'all. All right, yo, yo, man. hey, yo, Ace is loving it. This is the best day of Ace's life. Ace. Oh, oh yeah, it, it's over now. <laughs> it's over for Ace. Ace found out he related to Craig and them. It's it's oh, a wrap. He calls all the time. He and he loves yeah, cause it because Jerry uh, is married to my cousin Karen. Well, they weren't married, but they got two boys that they've been together for years before he died. And uh, yeah, I've been knowing this business ever since. Uh, oh, wow, that's second crazy. grade. That's Call crazy. from Jarvis. 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 Jar from the uh, is this the real Iron Man Jarvis Jarvis? What's happening, man? What's what's up? Oh, Todd, this is you. I'm out oh, there. We, oh, what's good, y'all? I'm out you right now. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> what's happening, man? Shout out to them out there, nation. I know you out there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm out there, but I ain't out there. <laughs> what's happening, man? What? Turn your turn your uh, yeah. radio. Smoke radio. another one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on back. Yo, I got a, I, I got some quick jokes. I said, I said if um, let me roast Craig right quick. Uh, all right. Okay. What up, Smitty? How you doing? Okay. I see you out there. You the funniest nigga, old nigga I know. <laughs> you remind me of some nigga I named. Uh, you remind me of Alan. Turn turn your radio down in the or whatever you're listening to the show on because we can hear. I'm it listening back. to y'all. I know, but turn it down. Oh, my fault, my fault. <laughs> he had to tell you twice. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Craig? 
Where I'm, I'm, I'm too hyped right now. But let me roast you real quick. Okay. <laughs> Craig nose so big that when he has a nose, when he have a nosebleed, it's like the uh, the flood of the Nile. Oh wow! <laughs> that shit ain't even funny. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Like a clown without a nose, bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You got jokes, you give me a fucking joke. Don't like give me that bullshit. Like <laughs> Come on, baby. You sound like your... Oh, let, let me leave you alone because I'm going to get... I ain't going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back and get your joke book that really got some jokes in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you ain't funny. <laughs> as far as my big nose is, I can smell your funky ass all the way down here. Many <laughs> 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 look like a pimped out tail to the crib. <laughs> but I might look like that, but you are that, baby. It's not going good. Oh, shit. It's not going good. I look like Kung Fu Panda. You broke these out? <laughs> You got a couple of laughs off there. I've been watching this show so great. I, I'm, I'm stuck right now, so I just want to shout like out to Chris. like that bitch Esther from the fucking uh, uh, Red Fox. So <laughs> Sit down, Esther. Here. I'm going to come back with some more jokes. Oh, you ain't got no jokes. For real. Jokes <laughs> 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 from? It's Jamerson Ballard. Are you back? Oh, Jamerson back. Huh? What's going on, Jamerson? Talk to us. Man, I gotta get my leg back. That Doug Bill Platypus looking motherfucker got me, man. I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who got you? You motherfucker, you Doug Bill Platypus. Well, you ain't sitting that wrong. I am a motherfucker. What are you, a daddy fucker? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, get it from God. God, God, God. Let's call it. <laughs> I, look, I did not. Wait, I did up. not call to talk to your old ass. Oh, well, then hang the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> I, <just laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got <laughs> not fucking around. Yo, Craig, Craig, uh, something you don't know because you weren't here. Uh, yeah. Ace from Pasadena is your cousin. Really? Yeah. We yeah, just Jersey the professor. Oh, wow. Aaron and Keon and him. Oh, shit, that's family. Okay, I had yeah. no idea. Kelvin. He was excited. Yo, he, hey, what's going on, Kelvin? Where you calling from? Man, I'm calling from Salinas, California. Oh, you in the pen? Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> Talk to us, man. So what do you think about this dude, man, stealing this money from a jail cell? $14 million. Should they give him more time or should they should they release him and uh, make him some a part of cyber security? Oh, fuck the point. Nah, they should make him part of cyber security, man. You know, why keep uh, a smart motherfucker in jail like that? You know, that could actually do some good, you know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, that's a good answer, man. And we're gonna open up the floor to, uh, for you to roast, man. Go ahead and have at it. Oh well, shit. Uh, I see your pops uh, sitting on that chair. Y'all uh, scared DJ Show made a new chair. <laughs> you said we killed DJ Show and made a new chair. <laughs> no, skinned him. Oh, skinned him. That's, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> a zebra, we got a nigga on the show on one episode. He looked like a, a wild animal in the face. So, <laughs> so they saying we skinned him and made that chair with his skin. <laughs> hey, I'm Craig. What's up, man? Hey, um, I know your pop said that uh, you know he had.